Hello, my friend. Before we start this amazing episode, I want to invite you to the personal Patreon page of this podcast. If you love what's being done here and want to keep the podcast and the meditations free to the public, then you can come on over to our brand new community on Patreon and donate $11.11 a month and all proceeds will go towards keeping this free, keeping this going. Plus, we'll be building a community together and I'll give you bonus material. You can explore this option in the description of this podcast or just go to patreon.com slash Dr. Reese. Let's begin. Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. So what do you know about your chakras? Welcome to episode number 118. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Lydia McLean. She's a trauma and chakra healing guide and a breathwork instructor, all with the focus on liberating your body. So sit down and relax and take in this beautiful and valuable recording. Let's begin. Lydia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. How can someone have good chakra health? Oh, Oh, how can someone have good chakra health? Well, Mm. the chakras are all about balancing your energy, not only physically, emotionally, spiritually. I believe that we're all born with good chakra health, Mm. right? It's nothing that we're here to learn. It's here, something that we're here to remember that we're here to decondition ourselves and and really unlearn what we already know. Man, it must get so messed up in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Childhood, high school, our 20s. Yeah. (laughs) All the things. Yeah. What about the root chakra? The root chakra in in the private area, of course, goes Mm -hmm. down to the legs. Mm -hmm. Isn't that where fear can be held? Absolutely. Yeah. The root chakra is um, really about survival and safety. And where we can go into survival mode, right? That Mm. fight, flight, or freeze. And, uh, you know, so much of our existence in chakra health really comes down to the foundation. If we are in fight and flight mode, you know, we're not really in a thriving mindset, right? We're not Mm. really in that place where all the other chakras are going to be an alignment. We're going to feel and flow, you know, that survival instinct kicks on and is really a reminder, a reminder of, you know, our primal instincts that we are, um, I like to say we're both animal and angel, (laughs) right. That we have that part of us that has that instinct. So yeah, root chakra for sure. You know, when something gets stored in there, it can manifest Mm. physically too, right? Like for a guy, it could be prostate health. Mm -hmm, Maybe for a woman, it could be, you know, um, 
having trouble getting pregnant or something like that? Sure. Absolutely. I'd say root chakra and, and sacral chakra, you know, think about, um, if we are in, if our body's in survival mode, creating new life, whether that's in the form of a, a child or creating, um, you know, creative project, it's going to be challenging for us. If, if all of our, our body's just trying to, um, get, get through the day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what's the next one going up? So we have the, the sacral chakra, which we just briefly mentioned, you know, which is, um, I genuinely think that that is the area more of our reproductive organs where we have, um, that life force energy, right. And Mm. life force energy, again, doesn't have to necessarily be in the physical manifestation of a new life, like a child. It can be a creative project, something that you are, um, if you're an artist, something that you're creating or music, right. So we go up and that's, that's our, our sacral chakra. And then moving up to our solar plexus, our solar plexus is, um, you know, really kind of associated more with our, um, personal power, our sense of who we are, our identity, our ego, our, um, where we experience our boundaries and, um, you know, kind of this power struggle, right. Can kind of move up. Yeah. Should I do the all the rest of them as well? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah let's do it. So, um, you know, I like to think about our society is really moving from this um, solar plexus consciousness of, about like me up into sort of the greater collective of this we consciousness up into the heart chakra. And the heart chakra is where we experience, of course, love, but mm. not only um, receiving love, giving love, um, the place where we can experience our, our greatest wounding and also give ourselves true unconditional love. And we get to explore what that feels like. How do we love ourselves? Yeah. So many times on the spiritual journey, you hear the term finding your heart Yeah. or the heart is opening or a heart awakening. Mm-hmm. And so this is uh, powerful stuff, right? Because somebody so could powerful. be, I've always been a closed off person. Mm. Un- unless it was a woman that I really liked, I'd put my energy into that, my heart into that. Mm. But everything else, hearts closed. Mm. Until, yeah. until, you know, things start <laughs> breaking open. And then, yeah. thing, and then things change. Yeah. And our, our heart is also our heart chakra. It's not just our heart. It's also our lungs. And our lungs are often where we store grief, mm. where we really hold our emotion, where we hold, and grief doesn't necessarily mean a loss of life, but a loss of an experience grieving for, um, you know, maybe life doesn't work out the way that we thought it would. We're grieving the loss of what could have been. Yeah. So the heart chakra is so, so, so powerful because it opens up the portal for us to really clean out that that energy, which is why I mainly facilitate breath work, which really Mm. moves a lot in the heart chakra. And of course, all the other chakras, but deeply allowing us to um, release that grief and that trauma is so powerful. Mm. Yeah. And as a heart is awakening, sometimes you can feel a little tension there, right? 
Absolutely. Right. Is it safe for me to open my heart? Right. We come back to that, like root chakra, you know, maybe we've been rejected before for opening our heart. Maybe, um, you know, we led with an open heart and maybe, you know, the world isn't always ready to receive all of who we are. Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, someone told us to kind of dim our light and to not shine so bright. And we, we guard our heart, we protect our heart. You know, it's, our body's here to ultimately protect us. So it's like, how do we navigate that dance of it's safe for me to live with an open heart and also to, you know, have those boundaries around that as well. And so, yes, someone can get a little frightened if they start feeling something. Yeah, absolutely. Right. The power of love is, is huge, right? Who am I? Um, you know, coming back to that solar plexus, which is our identity, who am I, if I am now trusting love, if I'm opening my heart, right. This may be, this might challenge who I've always been, um, you know, who I've been told that I was right. The, the root chakra is all about, um, that, that community or, or tribal power, you know, it, it, the root chakra is really about our foundational experiences in life. And mm. where, where did our first places of love come from, which is often, not always, but often from our parents, right? The sense of family and community. And sometimes as we go along this, um, you know, this experience in our healing journey, we start to challenge the, the family perspective. we start to challenge the rules. We start to challenge um, you know, that kind of dynamic and it shifts into, and the heart chakra is really, really where we experience a lot of this healing. All right. what, what, what's next? What's next? Oh, my favorite, the throat chakra, <laughs> the throat chakra, the honorary chakra of, of podcasting. Uh, the throat chakra here is uh, where we not only express ourselves, but where we release our our personal willpower to the will of the divine. Mm. The throat chakra is in the healing work that I personally have done. And also that I facilitate it's where I see the most blockage for people, right? We, we do all of this work and clearing out our lower chakras. We're living in our heart and yet we have a hard time speaking our truth. Mm. Um, you know, we have a hard time expressing ourselves for fear again of rejection, fear of, um, you know, what if someone doesn't like what I have to say? And what if my creativity, what if my expression, my authentic self-expression isn't good enough? So the throat chakra is a very, very powerful place, especially if we've been silenced, especially if we've been censoring ourselves, a very, very powerful place to, to open up to being a vessel, being a creative expression of the divine. Mm. Yeah. What's next? What's next is our third eye, our third mm. eye. And our third eye is, is not only our inner sight, but our connection to our wisdom and our divinity. The third eye is that part of us that can really trust our intuition and that knows things without needing research, without needing the facts, without needing any proof, that uh, concept of you know, uh, seeing is believing or believing is seeing, right? It's like this, this, um, this idea that we know there's so much more to than our, than our physical eyes can see that our third eye sees and senses things. And to really honor that, that wisdom and in a world that doesn't always um, verify that as uh, something that's accurate, right? So it's, it can mm. really, it's up to us to trust our own wisdom and to really hone our intuition. 
Yeah. So for about almost 10 years, I've been, mm. I get this um, buzzing mm. at the bridge of my nose mm. and it comes and goes. I just had it a second ago. Mm. And eventually as the years went, when I started getting a little more serious about three years ago, it mm. started going to the forehead. Mm-hmm. So I'll feel like buzzing. And then sometimes it'll spread. Sometimes it feels like water dripping <laughs> and it's just like, what, you know, what, what's happening? Like what? Is, yeah. What's going yeah. On who here? knows? Who knows? Right. I certainly don't claim to have all the answers, but one of the things I like to encourage people to, um, to pay attention to is like the fact that your body's always communicating to you and that so much of our wisdom isn't necessarily what we think it's how we feel. And so spirit, our connection, you know, however you define your, your connection with the higher power spirituality is always communicating to us. We all have different, we're all psychic in one way or another, right? It's, we all have different senses that are more powerful. So for me, my ears rang a lot Mm. and, um, you know, it's usually I can open up and be like, oh, I'm hearing a message coming through, or maybe for someone else, maybe it's feeling the vibration through. It's like, you're starting to really feel like physically feel something, or maybe Mm -hmm. there's, um, some people even have the ability to like sense, like, you know, sense something coming up and others, it's something you feel in your gut. Others, it's something you just know. It's this ability to know something without, you just, you just know things, (laughs) you know, our body is an incredible, um, antenna. Our third eye is really this antenna for, um, spiritual communication and connection. Yeah. So it sounds like your third eye is, is, is online here. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it's intense. Yeah. Sometimes it just lasts for 10 seconds. Sure. I can't call it. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much mystery in it and so much that we we can't explain, but yet we experience. But you know, following this path, at least I knew something was going. I didn't run to the doctor or anything like that. You know, like <laughs> yeah. They'd run me through a bunch of tests and <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. You know, there's so much that um, our Western world can't explain. Um, and you know, ultimately it's, you know, trusting, trusting what, you know, so last is the crown, right? Yeah, certainly last, but not least, actually I'm teaching a a course right now and we are entering the crown chakra tonight and the crown chakra is really our connection to, uh, oneness, our connection to universal consciousness, our connection to what's beyond this um, experience that we can see. It is our reminder that we are spiritual beings, and yet we live in a body, right? That we are these eternal souls that have chosen, at least in, in the way I see it, to have a temporary human experience. And, you know, we can't bypass the body. We can't bypass the fear, the relationships, the ego, the uh, grief, you know, we can't bypass all of these, the anger, all of the human emotions that all of this is a part of our experience. And, and the crown chakra really helps us to navigate the dark night of the soul. It helps us to come back home to um, who we truly are and that we are spiritual beings. Yeah. And this is where we connect with more of that angel body, right? That we are both, uh, you know, animal and angel that we, there is a part of us that is divine. Yeah. (laughs) 
which one has sex animal or angel <laughs> i think maybe the animal a little bit more <laughs> but i think that sex can also be very spiritual so i think that's and so many people find that you know, the experience of expressing our sexuality is really the gateway to merging both sides of our experience you know that mm-hmm. we're in these bodies to experience pleasure and that sex is a big part of that tantra mm-hmm. so you mentioned dark night mm. that's something i've been going through since february mm. that's eight months <laughs> yeah 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 and so uh at first it was scary and then it was mm-hmm. like oh, then you know it becomes like trust the process type thing mm-hmm. so it, i think that's how i found your page i saw mm-hmm. a video of you crying yeah i saw a video of you crying <laughs> i got a lot of views yeah I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool. Cause I, I, I do a lot of crying these days. So I was just crying like an hour ago. <laughs> I've been crying all day. <laughs> yeah. So good. So natural. Thank you for normalizing it. Oh my gosh. It, it really is. Mm. And people have a tendency to say, oh, don't cry. Don't do that. Mm. Because it makes them uncomfortable. Right. 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 But if you don't, then you repress it. Exactly. And that was the problem in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. What we resist persists. And I, you know, we are, the crown shocker reminds us that we are multidimensional beings capable of holding multiple emotions that you can be crying one moment and laugh the next moment. And there's no bypassing one, right? We got to, we're here to experience the whole like Crayola box of colors of the human experience. And it's like, if we numb ourselves to our pain, which was so much of my journey for so long was numbing myself to pain. I also numbed myself to joy. And so like life isn't always rainbows and sunshine, right? Like stuff happens. And so we're going to cry. Your Instagram is so fun. I mean, you're, you're (laughs) dancing, you're, you're singing, you're, you're you're all over the place doing the effects so that you you're glittery and all that. (laughs) Oh, you're kind. I like to express, um, I like to not censor myself and to show that we can, um, you know, that leadership can be something that we can do with vulnerability. And that I think ultimately the reason we're all on social media is maybe we don't know it, but we're there to connect. Like, we just want to connect Kelvin, a mutual, you know, colleague and friend of ours says all the time, Kelvin Young, you know, connection is the cure. Like we are looking to be like, "Oh, Oh my gosh, someone else out there is crying today too glad I'm not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've put out posts with like my shirt off and I, there's no way I would have done that a year ago. No That's way. Huge. huge. No, no way. <laughs> it's yeah. just this, these small little things that, yeah. uh, just it's liberating to, to open up and, and, and just not, not really care. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge that like, I think it's a big part of the spiritual journey is getting to the place of um, the experience where we let go of the need of how someone else perceives us, the need of outsourcing our personal power and our personal approval to someone else and being like, you know what, like, I really don't care because 
I have created safety for myself. Like I really approve of myself. I approve of myself with my shirt off. I approve of myself crying. I approve of myself. However you want to express yourself. It's like, Mm -hmm. if we can give ourselves, if we all lived in a world where, and it's happening now that we all are healing and approving of ourselves all the time. Like what a very different reality that we live in. What makes you cry? What makes me cry? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I love to cry. I love crying um, when I'm happy. I love crying when I see other people experience like incredible emotions so, and life experience. Like one of my clients just got engaged and I totally cried. I just sobbed Good for her <laughs> just to know, I know how much she wanted that. And it, it brought mm. me to a place of um, you know, extreme joy. I also cry when I feel um, sick of my own story. Mm. <laughs> I've been crying a lot about, yeah, just like exhaust. I cry from exhaustion sometimes of like, I'm just tired of this, own, my story. I also cry at like really sappy music. <laughs> Crying is, it's so good. You know, we can't really um, quantify or qualify it. It's like, we just do, you know, it's like such a, the hormones that are released, it's so deeply healing. And then, you know, sometimes I'm doing breath work. I was just in a class. I took a breathwork class last night and I was crying and I was like, I don't even know why I'm crying. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> My body is just taken over, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I always look at it like kind of like a volcano. It's just erupting. Mm. It's just, you know, assuming it's a big cry. It's just, yeah. it's just releasing what it needs to release. Yeah. Some people would get angry. (laughs) Some people would say you're just burning off karma. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And that's so much of our conscious mind. Doesn't even, isn't maybe even aware of it. We're just running through it. I think the big one is guilt. Uh Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we can feel guilty for so many things. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I had, um, Rabbi Manus Friedman on this podcast, mm. very well-known rabbi. Mm. And I, I mentioned guilt mm. and he's like, there is no guilt. <laughs> he's like, guilt's in the past. It's gone. True. He's like, who invented guilt? He's like us Jews. We invent guilt. That's, that's what he <laughs> says. Right. So he's right. Yeah. And wrong at the same time, but we're, mm. we're we manifest, we, we hold on yeah. to the guilt. And then the only way to cure it is through forgiveness. Absolutely. It's the only way. Yeah. That's that power of the heart chakra, right? That guilt, that shame that we carry. It's like that the power of forgiveness and the power of, of love, right? As like cheesy as that sounds, it's like, no, like the power of love is something that we cannot define. It is beyond our understanding. And it's, it's, it's through love and self-forgiveness. I think all forgiveness in many ways is self-forgiveness. And it's like a constant practice and cycle of like getting to know what triggers you, what makes you feel guilty, what makes you feel ashamed, like getting to know your own story, your own hamster wheel, right? That own thing that we can say like, I'm going to stay in this constant practice of forgiveness. And that's, that's why the heart chakra is so powerful, man. It's, it's a constant practice. Totally. I, I didn't even know it was a thing mm. until recently. Mm. 
and you know you dive into it and you're doing it every day day in day mm. out mm. it's like you know what they call the pain body is just yeah. spewing it's just spewing yeah. like that volcano oh yeah it's a detox it is a detox. That's why I uh, facilitate breath work and I practice breath work is it's because it's directly addressing your pain body. It's like giving your pain body an opportunity to emotionally cleanse. And, you know, yeah. you asked at the very beginning, like, you know, how do we balance our chakras or how do we clear our chakras or whatever? And, and for me, there's, I mean, there's so many different practices. One isn't better than another. I personally find the most satisfaction and like, um, time efficiency with breath work because it is quick and dirty and it just gets in there and it allows your pain body to, to release on such a deep level that is in the subconscious that allows you to really refresh and to, um, like you said, to be in that practice of like clearing and how amazing is it that our breath it's free, right? We all have it, right? We all have this tool. It's the first thing we do in this life. And it's the last thing we do. And what a, what a gift that we can clear and release this pain body with, with our breath. Also sometimes called the inner child. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this is powerful. I, I'm not up on my breathwork game that much. Mm. Sometimes I do the Dr. Weil one, mm. which is familiar four i think it's four eight seven oh um, yeah yeah inhale for four hold for eight release yeah. for seven yeah 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 mm -hmm. and, and you can do it while you're walking too which is cool mm -hmm. well what's your favorite method for yeah cl cleansing out so i facilitate a two-part breath it's something I stumbled to by accident on my healing journey. And it's just rocked my boat ever since it's about been about four years. Actually, it's like four exactly four years ago, um, almost to the day that I first experienced breath work. And, um, it's a two-part breath, you know, it's done lying down, um, with a facilitator typically, and you're breathing into your lower chakras. You first breathe into your abdomen, you're breathing into your root, you're breathing into your sacral, you're breathing into your solar plexus. The second breath goes up into your heart chakra, opening up your, your higher uh, consciousness state, and then you exhale. So it looks a little bit like this. You're gonna inhale in the low belly and the chest and out. So it's lower chakras, upper and out. And you do that for about, you know, you can do it for five minutes, 10 minutes, maximum is like a half an hour. And it takes your body into such a vibrational state, similar to um, a plant medicine or a deep, deep, deep meditation that you can approach your pain brought body from a more, um, uh, I guess a more, um, visceral way of experiencing it so that you can really let it go. That's my favorite is, every week. <laughs> is, is it a, is there a visualization that goes with it? You know, it depends. So it depends on when you're working with a, a client, typically, you know, I, I'm, if you're working one-on-one, -on -one, you're talking to someone the whole time. So, you know, you're guiding them through maybe perhaps, uh, you know, you start breathing and you might feel some like deep pain in your sacral chakra. Let's say that, 
um, you've had a miscarriage and um, it's coming into my consciousness because it's something I've been holding space for others for that a lot recently and say Mm. that, um, you know, there's some pain there. There's some, maybe you, you, you walk the client or you walk someone through like, what does it feel like there? It feels like sticky. Maybe it feels like there's like a dark color in there. Maybe it feels um, tense. Maybe there's a sound and you guide someone to release sound and to release through their breath and to use their hands to really move that energy out of their body and then replace it. Let's mm. say if it was, if it was the sacral, I would say, let's replace it with a, a clear uh, orange, bright, vibrant light to really get that chakra spinning and clearing again for them. Mm. You guide them through the whole thing, right? You can do this with yourself. Of course, having someone holding space is a little bit, you know, more powerful to have that witness, but it's, it's, um, you know, not only is it visualization, but it's like deeply feeling yourself. It's giving yourself, I like to say it's like an adult temper tantrum, right? Giving yourself permission to be like, I'm just going to let myself release in this like cathartic moment without any um, judgment of myself. It's powerful, really powerful. Mm. And so people start crying a lot. Typically, yeah, crying, um, sometimes laughing, right? We know trauma is stored in lots of different ways and can express itself, movement. Um, I often recommend like shaking, kicking, screaming, letting Uh all of that to come out. You know, you you do this while you're lying down. So, you know, you're safe and you're, um, you are staying kind of on your own mat as it were, right? You're staying in your own place, but you have full authority to have a sovereign experience of moving through, um, really allowing your body to release what's no longer serving you. Mm. Do you have any men doing this? Or is- oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, um, one of the most powerful circles I ever facilitated was all men, all men, it was all specifically all men in recovery. And it was like, it just, just to, to have spaces where men, especially I, I love co-ed groups. Actually. I really love when men and women get together and do this work together. Um, but just to see that vulnerability and there's more and more men facilitating this work, there's more and more men getting in touch with their softer side and really leading and leaning into, you know, kind of taking off that mask of this like toxic masculinity of like, and being like, I'm allowed to also tend to that little boy inside who, who has hurt feelings and wounds. So powerful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is a little boy there. There is that little boy is usually the one that needs the healing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to him last night. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's like, we could have all these. And oftentimes in a breathwork experience, what I guide and encourage people to do is, you know, have that conversation with your little child, like in your, your inner one, you know, whatever age comes to mind, like, let's say what age I work with a lot of, um, souls who've been through sexual abuse. So let's Mm. say that, you know, whatever age is coming up for you, maybe it's five, maybe it's seven, maybe it's 16, you know, and, and, you know, doing some releasing work with them, allowing their consciousness to come in. And, you know, our body, as you know, keeps the score. Our body remembers, our body knows, our body's intelligent. Our body will hold on to something and, and trauma is stored. Our issues are in our tissues. Our trauma is stored in the body. And so, that little one within needs to release that, you know, in a way that is safe and a way that feels, um, 
you know, most in alignment. And I think that's the most powerful thing about this work is like, you're the one in charge. You only have to go as far as you feel safe to go. So empowering. Yeah. And, and they get stored in the subconscious too. For sure. Memories can pop up. Yeah. That's where PTSD comes from, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, um, you know, I think marrying the breath with, um, a variety of modalities and, you know, we need, it takes a village, right. When we're working through, um, you know, I work with a lot of like therapists who, you know, they do like they're, they're talking out, you know, doing that talk work, which is so important. And then they come to do breath work to run it out in the body, right. To run it out in the nervous system and like pairing multiple modalities, especially when we're moving through PTSD, it's, it's so important to, to cover really a truly holistic perspective of healing. So how about you? Did so you, how about, me? How about you? <laughs> yeah, go for ha- it. Have you had long dark nights? Episodes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My, uh, um, I've definitely been, you know, we've all without going too much into it, we've all been in this collective dark night of 2020, 2021, um, in one way, shape or form. But I think my personal darkest night was in my uh, early twenties, um, for most of my childhood and, um, you know, sexually abused when I was younger Mm. and most of my childhood, I managed all of my anxiety growing up in a family of addiction, growing up with a lot of dysfunction. I I managed all of it through food and I had a really, really aggressive eating disorder that was really gnarly up into my early twenties and almost claimed my life. And I remember, um, you know, being, so not only physically depleted, but emotionally depleted, um, hadn't slept for days, weeks really. And having the moment of like, you know, I'm ready to throw in the towel. This is it. I'm done. Um, and even in those like darkest nights, you know, there's like that flicker of hope and, um, and miracles in the light. There's always that light at the end of the tunnel, truly. And that's, you know, didn't, wasn't easy. It was a long, arduous process, but it led me on a path of seeking, um, something beyond Western medication and what beyond Western, you know, traditional approaches, which are totally valid and looking for something that was, um, a little bit more holistic and, you know, making peace with my body. That's why I'm so drawn to body work is I, I hated my body. I hated, but I, I hated myself and I hated what had happened to my body is really where that came from and how I allowed my body to be mistreated and a lot of shame, a lot of guilt and, you know, and how that's unpacked for me. And, and it's been, I've been actively healing that for over 10 years now. And, um, it gets so much better. I'm so grateful for it. That's the best part of the dark night of the soul is when we can be like, we're, we're, we're down the path a little bit farther and we're like, I'm so grateful that happened. It sucked, (laughs) but I'm grateful because it gave me, you know, it took me on that path, that unexpected journey to, um, to people and tools and guides and healing that I never would have otherwise encountered. Yeah. It inspires you to be a seeker. Yeah. And to help other people do the same. That's the biggest thing and why I love talking about this and grateful for the opportunity to connect and to share with, you know, someone else who's a seeker is like, you know, we seek this first for ourselves. And also knowing that like 
by us healing ourselves, we are also healing the collective. Like everyone gets to do this. Everyone is capable of healing. This doesn't matter how dark of a night it's been for you that it's never too late and that you can turn it around. You can. Are you sleeping better now? Oh yeah. <laughs> Some nights I, I'm up, but I have a very, very healthy relationship with sleep now. Thankfully, very thankful. I would not wish that experience on anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Two nights is pushing it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what three feels like. I don't want to know what three feels like. You don't want to know what two weeks feels like. <laughs> Yeah. You start to, you start to see things, lose things. Um, deepest dark night of my soul and deep, deep PTSD from that experience for me and something I can kind of lean back now and be like, wow, my nervous system has, has really run that out and has released that story. And that took a really long time for me to, to let that go. But I know that so much of it was sped up by, by really creating safety in my body through, you know, chakra healing, through breath work, all of that. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. Cause I'm like, whatever, whatever it is you got like this, you know, it's nothing too big for this work. So the breath work helped with the sleeping. Um... Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I really realized it was uh, it was something that plagued me up until my mid twenties and, um, was uh, a lot of anxiety, just deep, deep rooted anxiety. And what breathwork has helped me do is to address it. Like I did all the conscious work, right? I did, I was taking all the right supplements, doing all the right circadian rhythm things, right? And yet my body was like deeply afraid at night. And there was something that just came online for me. And um, breathwork helped me really get to that, the root of that story, um, and to let it go and to know that this too shall pass. And it did, and it does, right. Things that seem really heavy for us in life, they, they will pass. They will pass. Yeah. I mean, for me, I had to, uh, come to the conclusion that, well, I slept before this. Yeah. So this is an episode. Exactly. It's not permanent. Exactly. And, um, you know, when I stopped caring as much, when I started sleeping. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. And isn't that true about like everything I had, um, my, my background before, um, I got into healing work was as a professional singer. And so, mm. so much of my identity was around using my voice and was around my relationship with my body on stage and, and all of that. And I, at, at the, around the same time as my eating disorder kind of started to like rev up and I wasn't sleeping, I was also experiencing, um, big performance anxiety, right. Went on mm. all the meds, you know, sought out all of the, um, ways of numbing myself out just to like get on stage. Right. And and what I, what I realized is like, um, I went to a hypnotist actually about this. And one of the things that we worked on was like, um, you know, you got to stop caring about it so much. I realized that I was holding myself to this like 
code of like this unattainable perfection in my life, mm-hmm. whether that was around my body or performing or, you know, my relationship or whatever. And, you know, you, you got to let yourself off the hook and like accept your imperfection. And the second I started to find pleasure in my imperfection and to let myself be really raw and real and, um, perfectly imperfect, the more I started to sleep better and I started to feel safer. And now I don't even think about it. If I have a sleepless night, I'm like, okay, it's going to pass. And like, whatever, my body knows what to do. It's like trusting your body, but your body is like way smarter than you are. You know, your body's so intelligent. What a gift. Yeah. I had one last night. Yeah. Yeah. And tonight it'll be so, so much easier. Yeah. 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 There's something with this moon. I don't know. Cause my last one was eight, eight. I remember. Cause everyone yeah. was talking about, everyone was talking about the lion's gate or whatever. Big one. Yeah. And, and today is nine, eight. So. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that Virgo new moon, I think anytime there's like a big, I'm not like a huge astrology buff, but I, you know, know enough. And I think that, Anytime there's like a, a moon shifting and there's, you know, whether it's a new moon or a full moon, it's like, ooh, especially as someone who's sensitive, we feel these things and we kind of feel it a little bit more. Um, I definitely felt a lot of heavy moving energy, this moon for sure too. So you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So breath work, I got to get on my game. Yeah, it's some powerful stuff. Really and you, powerful. And you'll sit there and do it for how long? I mean, what like what? So I I personally, when if I'm gonna practice, I will uh you know, I go to a circle. I will I personally find a lot of power in going to groups, not only for the accountability, but also the connection, and also that when we do this work as a collective there's like a frequency that comes online when we can really, you know, we're all doing this together and it it really does amplify your intention is what I find. So it also helps me because if I'm at home and alone, you know, I can get distracted, you know, I can come up with an excuse to not do it, uh, even though I know how powerful it is, right? Because our resistance is like a real thing. And so, yeah, you lie down. I have, uh, when I hold space for clients, I, I have a group tonight. Like I will make a playlist. We will open up the circle, you know, it is a sacred space. So we open up and invite spirit to communicate through us through our breath. And, you know, all we're really doing in a breath work circle is passing spirit around, right. We're passing, passing breath around and it's, um, an opportunity for us to share what's on our hearts, to be witnessed, and then to, um, lie down and breathe for like half an hour, 45 minutes, something like that. And to have that, that clearing, but you can do it at home in like 10 minutes and get like a good pick me up. You know, it can be doable. It doesn't have to be something that is this, like, I'm going to block out four hours of my life for, you know, you can also do it as you're falling asleep. Right. I typically don't recommend this style of breath work for going to sleep because it's active, right? Right, Sometimes it can create, um, it's great in the morning, but at the same time, I also have, uh, fallen asleep during breath work. You know, sometimes if our body is that tired, um, it'll just put us right out. But sometimes 
the active breath can really stimulate us. So for a more like relaxing night's sleep, excuse me, I like to do just a gentle alternating nostril breathing. So that's just, you can sit up in bed or you can do it, excuse me, lying down. So you just block one nasal passage and you inhale. And then you block that one and you release out. Right. And the balance is your left and your right hemisphere, your masculine feminine side. It creates more of an equilibrium. So you can just drift off for like five minutes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Really. That's what I recommend to people if they have a hard time falling asleep. Do you like to manifest when you have an orgasm? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was hoping we were going to talk about pleasure because I've been really into that lately. And that's a big part of, that's a big part about breath work is, um, you know, it opens up. We talk about opening up our chakras. It's like, we talk about healing. We talk about all this heavy stuff and like, there's a lot of pleasure that also gets to come online. Right. I don't believe that we're in these bodies to experience like heavy density and pain all the time. I think we're here to experience the fullness of life. And part of being in a body is had the ability to have these amazing orgasms. And whenever your chakras are really open, especially your sacral chakra, if you've done some work, clearing out any energy in there, any stagnancy, um, you know, it's an ability to really, really experience immense pleasure. And for me, I find a big connection between what turns me on into what I'm manifesting in my life, right? I want to manifest, things that give me joy, things that are exciting to me, things that are, um, that give me pleasure. Right. So totally when I'm, when I am, you know, whether it's self-pleasure or, you know, depends on the situation, but it's absolutely, it's like, yes, I am ready to receive this. And it's like an orgasmic meditation experience is an incredible, juicy, powerful manifestation tool. Right. Why yeah. wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it be right? Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? And you, you're talking about guilt and shame a little bit earlier. It's like, when I have that conversation with people, it's like, we go one of two ways with it. We're like, yeah, I'm here for it. Or it's like, Ooh, I don't know. Right. And it's like, that's some really powerful healing work to do right there. So it's like, it's good for me to feel good. Right. It's safe for me to feel good in my body. And I can also have what I desire. The fact that I desire something means that it's available for me, you know, and it's just putting it out to the universe of like, you know, whatever is meant for me for the highest and best good of all, let's bring it in. And like, why not amplify that with like a nice juicy orgasm or like 12, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, why not? (laughs) Well, you better be by yourself for that one. Yeah, it was a long night. Otherwise, (laughs) it's a different long night of the soul. Oh, it's fun. I love talking about this stuff. It's good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, people get scared with the whole sex thing. You know, it's like anti-religious or or what have you, but it's really divine. So divine. It's one of, if not the best feeling that a human being can have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Feeling joy is up there as well, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's my, like my favorite mantra when I'm working with someone, um, who is feeling some resistance around that or feeling like unworthy, right. That's usually like a heart chakra thing. Like I'm unworthy of feeling pleasure. 
it's usually not so much a sacral chakra block. It's like a heart chakra. I'm unworthy of this for whatever reason, because I feel guilty because of whatever reason it's like, you know, if you can tap on your, your worthiness and say like, it's good to feel good, right. That feeling good does not mean that someone else feels bad, that my feeling good, my shining, my light, my having an amazing orgasm doesn't mean that you can't. It means that we all can, right? It's like a permission slip of like, yeah, I can do it. So can you, so can you. And like, mm-hmm. let's all like, you know, do it together. Like let's shine the light and let's all do it. Right. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm here for. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So where can people, uh, come find you? <laughs> yeah come find me. So the biggest place to hang out on social media, how you found me is uh, on Instagram. So I'm at Lydia McLean, L-Y-D-I-A dot M-C-C-L-A-I-N. I'm on Instagram there. The best way, the best place to check out my work. If you're intrigued at all, if you're like, this is curious, you know, what is breath work? What's chakras? What are all these things? Is I have a free healing library on my website. Just go to LydiaMcLean.com, find the free healing library. It's completely yours. There's so many resources inside there. There's two active breathwork meditations. There's a whole bunch of different chakra healing resources, guided meditations gives you like, it's like a little mini Netflix for healing, Mm. um, that I created for people so that no matter, you know, whatever circumstance you're in, you have access to healing tools and that's, that's the best place. And of course I offer healing sessions, group healing, one-on-one healing, the works, all that good stuff, but that's the best place to start. Are you still singing? I do sing. I sing more for pleasure now, which is amazing because for so long I sang for uh, other people. And now I, you know, sing for my, I sing a lot of Disney for my inner inner child, which is good times. I sometimes sing and do breath work, but you know. I like to sing sitcom openings. I love sitcom opening songs and jingles. What's your favorite? Oh man. I mean, I, I think it's gotta be cheers. I... Okay. You have to give me a little refresher on how that one goes. I can't remember that one. <laughs> you can do it off the podcast. Though. I won't put you on the spot. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to remember it in my memory right now. <laughs> Sorry. But right now I'm doing King of Queens. Um, so that's so the one. Fun. Yeah. That's the one that's in my head, but I, I like sitcoms. So yeah, it's good stuff. Cheers has got to be the, cheers is the best one. Yeah. All right. Solid stuff. And I used to be in the music business, so I understand what you mean. Yeah. It's yeah. a chase. You're, cha- you're always chasing your tail. You're always chasing the next yeah. victory. Yeah. And it's uh, um, what it's taught me as I've gone from, you know, using my voice in a very specific way for so long to releasing that professionally from a place of like deep peace of like, this is no longer serving me or anyone else. And coming from a place of like really being this like starving artist mindset of like starving and in every facet, right. Starving my body, starving my body of love, starving myself. Right. It's like this endless, never enough cycle. Right. right. And like now moving into like, I would say I'm a thriving artist now. That's like the, now what I say, you know, that's my mindset every day. I try to find that place of thriving, even if, you know, I'm in a difficult experience because life happens. It's like, how can we find that ability to thrive? Cause it's what we're all here to do. Yeah. 
not survive, thrive. Mm-hmm. That's right. Lydia, it's been a pleasure. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This was so great. Speaking of pleasure, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> it has been a pleasure. Truly, truly bringing so much joy to my day. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese. If this episode opened your heart, feel free to share on social media and tell your loved ones. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, may peace be with you.